Hello, welcome to another episode of A 30 Minute Life. My name is Robert Joyce and I have multiple sclerosis, sarcoidosis, asthma and chronic pain. On August 29, 2018, I wrote a post titled Isolation. Isolation is what I felt last week. I was writing in my journal after finishing my meditation and a wave of sadness enveloped me. I wrote it down. Isolation. Since that day I have been thinking about this, wondering why I felt that way, what causes this and what can I do. Sometimes in everyone's life we need to step back, to withdraw from the storm of life whether you are sick or well, the time to think about your life, where you have come from, where you are and where do you think you will be. It is the best way to reflect on life but there are times when isolation is thrust upon you and having a chronic illness can make you feel as if you are in a bubble floating above the activity of normal life. Is it true the pain and multiple sclerosis has isolated me from the world? In my darker moments I feel this way. But after some reflection I have realised that the isolation is because of two factors. External and internal. Many people do not know how to interact with people with disabilities. Chronic illnesses, invisible illnesses and mental illnesses. There are many blogs that discuss this and I have been fortunate not to experience too much insensitivity because of my illness. With the work I have also been fortunate in my past but now I am finding it very difficult, if not impossible, to find a job that can cater for my specific requirements. By being excluded from work because of my disabilities, I have lost one of the main ways of incorporating myself into the community where I live. This loss is deep, and I am striving to find something that can replace the purpose that this gives. Internal. I also realise that I am isolating myself from the world, sometimes unconsciously, and at other times very deliberately. Sounds cause me problems, and especially if there is over one person talking. Concentrating is the only way I can understand a conversation, and this exacerbates my already bad headache. This is why I avoid busy places such as restaurants, bars, shops. Artificial light is also a problem, and the special glasses I bought help a little, but don't resolve the problem. So again, I avoid these places. Avoiding the question, how are you, is also a reason to stay away from people. I want to say how I feel, but the question really is a greeting, so I say I'm fine. There are times I say how I feel and it hurts me to say it. Once the words are in the world, it makes the pain and loss more real. I really don't want to expose myself to an extra level of discomfort. It isn't all bad. I have learned that I need to have social contact, to engage with the world. I have achieved this through the magic of the internet, doing podcasts such as the Dizzycast series or this one, and engaging with the blogger community. By using the web I can control who I engage with, and when and how. More control means I don't face unexpected pain or emotional turmoil. Community gives strength. And this community is large and all over the world. Plus, and it is a big plus, they understand. 
they also have the same problems and this gives me solace. So I am isolated from the world and this is partly my fault and also caused by my illness. I can break through this by leaning on the community I am part of. I hope that readers and listeners of this blog also have found a community they can interact with. There are many Facebook groups, such as MS Pals, that offer support, a compassionate ear, and a place to feel safe. Looking back on this post during a pandemic, it is strange to think how the isolation that I felt is something now nearly everybody has learned what it's like. Because of the pandemic, people had to stay at home. They couldn't mingle, they couldn't talk with other people, they couldn't go to a pub. They couldn't do all those social things that were once normal and every day. And many people suffered as a result of this, this enforced isolation. And even though they were able to communicate using the internet, using Zoom or whatever video calling app they may have available to them, it didn't really make up for the loss of personal contact. And it's something that humans, we need. We need, we're social animals. We need to be with other people. And even for those of us who might be a little bit more introverted, we still need to be part of something, even though it might be in a very small way. So you have the two types of people, and this isolation can be really, really difficult. And when it's an illness that foists it upon you, that can be a huge challenge. And like I said in this post, they are external factors and internal ones. So COVID-19, perfect example of an external factor that forces isolation. It's those internal things that we can manage ourselves and we have a bit more control over. It is hard to accept that you're the one that's putting the obstacles in the way of creating greater contact. And I know it's when you have a chronic illness and you have a disability, it can be difficult to go out into the community. But I have found even when I go out on my scooter or with my stick or I'm very slow, people in general, in my experience, have been very good. They don't set me apart from everybody else. They don't treat me, I think, in a different way. Perhaps they help me a bit more by opening up doors or maybe asking how I am. But I feel part of my community because I'm out in it. And that is a positive thing. Now, I might be lucky. I might be living in a community that is particularly good and doesn't make somebody with a disability feel isolated. I think I have to accept who I am and accept my failings and my flaws and my weaknesses. And mobility is one of my problems. And being in crowds is another one of my problems. So I've had to find ways of overcoming these obstacles. And it can be hard. It is difficult to make those first steps out and to do something new. And the fear of failure, the feel of critis- fear of criticism, the fear of not matching the expectations of others 
is huge. And we set a high standard for ourselves. We set a high bar. And if we can't reach it, we feel we have failed. And I've learned over the years that it is better to do it and fail and not to create such a huge expectation of myself. I often will say 80% is good enough. That's a pretty good uh, way of getting things done. I won't strive for perfection because I won't get there. And for every extra percent of perfection that I achieve, it takes so much more time, energy and effort. And meanwhile, I have lost the desire or the will to do the activity. And that is too big a loss for me. So I prefer to have 20% not perfect, not good, and still do something than stop doing it altogether because I need to achieve 100%. That's how I have overcome some of the obstacles that I had put in front of myself. And I like to engage with the community that I am part of too. And that has given me huge strength. They are there and they listen and recommend and suggest. But most of all, they understand. And that is so important. To have somebody on the other end of the phone line or WhatsApp message group, wherever it is, that knows what you feel like and has experienced it themselves and can empathize because they know. Whereas somebody who has never felt these symptoms will never know. And I don't want them to know. So it's better to use my community to help me out with these things. It is a challenge having a chronic illness or a disability. It is not easy and I don't wish it on anyone. But there are ways that we can make our lives a little bit better and soften the blow of something as cruel as multiple sclerosis. Thank you very much for listening. My name is Robert Joyce and this has been a 30-minute life where I share my experience of my illness in the hope that it will help your experience of your illness. Thank you. Goodbye.